It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Jackson Gatlin here, host of the Monday edition Locked On NBA podcast. Every Monday, I cover the three biggest stories in the NBA with the local experts from Locked On. It's an awesome recap of the weekend of the NBA and a look at what's ahead. Mark your calendars on Monday to join me for Locked On NBA podcast, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. What's good, everybody? It's your boy Brandon Scott with my dude, the real Ed Oliver. Today is Mailbag, episode number one. We're going to talk about is Rui Hachimura still on the trade block or could we re-sign both Rui and Kyle Kuzma? Let's talk about it next on Locked on Wizards. You are Locked on Wizards, your daily Washington Wizards podcast. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. What's good, Wiz Nation? Again, this is your boy Brandon Scott again with my dude, the real Ed Oliver. Thank you for making Locked On Wizards your first listen every day. We are free and available wherever you get podcasts. So, got a lot of comments and questions. Today is mailbag. Let's get into it. Now, the first question I'm going to touch upon was from a viewer that asked, is Rui Hachimura still on the trade block? So, E, do you envision Rui especially with his performances after the um, the Knicks trade to Phoenix. Do you still see him being shopped around, or do you think now with his recent performance, is he a long-term solution to D.C.? Yeah, I do. I don't know for sure. I don't have any um, sources or anything like that, um, but I do think he is, if I just had to guess. I mean, I, I think, you know, of course, the cliche where there's smoke, there's fire. Um, but, you know, to have your name brought up to be traded for Jay Crowder, and now I saw a report that the Miami Heat, they're only interested in getting Trey Crowder um, if there's a buyout for Trey, for Jay Crowder. Um, but that was really bad on Tommy Shepard's part. I'm very happy that James Jones, uh, James Jones, the Suns GM, he rejected that trade. I'm thankful for that because that would have been an awful trade. Um, and Rui, ever since the trade rumors, he's played really, really well. He's been on a tear, you know, 30 points one game, 25 points one game. He's been really good off the bench. Um, he's like lead, he's like one of the league leaders in double digits off the bench. I think pretty soon he'll become a six man of the year candidate. Um, you know, and then if Bradley Bill is going to be out a couple more games, I think there's going to be more playing time and more shots for Rui as well. So that's going to help him out. But I think his trade value has definitely, definitely gone up, but I think Tommy Shepard, man, he played his cards. He played his hand. He showed that he, he want, that he really is looking to move on from Rui that, you know, he's probably not going to pay him in the off season. Now, uh, with Rui playing well, maybe Tommy may reconsider. And um, if if Kuz really doesn't want to come back, then you may lean to trying to bring Rui back instead of, you know, Tommy maybe looking at trying to keep a big three or a solid three around with, with Kyle Kuzma. Um, but, yeah, to answer the question, I don't know for sure. But I think – I do think – I think I think Tommy still really wants to make a move. And um, – I really hope it's for something better than just Jay, uh, Jay Crowder. I hope I hope they get back a pick. I don't know if they'll get a first-round pick. It's really hard to determine Rui's value right now because he's playing really good ball. The only thing is just, you know, he's been out. He had a hand. He had a, I, forgot which, I forgot which injury he had this year. Um, and then uh, it was a bone bruise. He had a bone bruise. He was out and missed a good amount of games. Then last year, of course, he missed 40 games because of uh, personal reasons. 
Um, then he was out with a groin, groin injury in his career. Then he had conjunctivitis. So he's really missed time. I think that's the biggest knock on him. And then we talk about, you know, tunnel vision, not passing the ball. That's just not a part of his game. Defense, you know, he, I think he's starting to improve on the defensive side of the ball. Um, so it's really hard to gauge his trade value because, like I said, he's been out. And I just want to see him be consistent. And I think he's finally finding his real role in the game, in, in the league is being a six-man coming off the bench and just scoring. Just worry, just, you know, do your thing, worry about scoring. That's what you're good at. I do want to see him rebound the ball more. Uh, but I think he's found his real skill is just scoring and coming off the bench. Uh, I think that's the best role on this team. Maybe, you know, he has started in the league before. But, um, yeah, I, I just I still have a feeling that Tommy wants to trade him. I really do. I think we're going to smoke this fire. I think he really wants to make a move with Rui before the trade deadline. To me, that's a hard question, man, because what is the the goal? What is the the vision for this team? You know, if if we're going to build around Bill and we're going to try to contend, then, yeah, you got to move him, especially if Kuz, if there's a chance that you can bring Kuz back. Now, if you can't, you know, there's just reports that, you know, maybe Kuz is going to Phoenix and John Collins come to D.C., which we both agree that's a lateral move. But, you know, really, I mean, if you're going to rebuild, I, I would bring him back and try to at least get him better defensively and really work on that value. Like I said, he's a three-level scorer, man. He can score. I mean, look, Camilla Anthony made a career of scoring and not playing defense, so it's possible. But, you know, I, I like his talent. I like his fire. I like his energy. I like him as a player. You know, just it really it goes off the vision, you know, and it's tough to say because, you know, you haven't heard Bradley Bill say he wants to be traded, so he's here. You know, he's the max guy. He's the franchise guy. He's here. You know, Kuz, you haven't heard from Kuz really what he wants to do, but you know, there's not a lot of traction when it comes to extension talk right now with him. And you haven't heard much about KP and what his desire is going forward. So if I'm the general manager, you know, I got to I got to start looking at steps I'm going to take going into the future, man, because, you know, there's a lot of uncertainty. You know, you're, we're hinging on the hopes that KP maybe wants to come back. We're, we're hinging on the hopes that, you know, Kuz really maybe wants to come back. And I, I'm just not one of those guys who really wants to go off hope. You know what I mean? I, you know, especially when you're dealing with, his, you know, a basketball team, man, you know, you got to have some concrete you know, steps in place. So it's tough. Now, with this recent performance, you best believe, you know, teams are looking at him. And it's going to be, and you, you're going to get a little more than Jay Crowder, man. I mean, you know, if he continues to play like this, you could very well get a first-round pick. But mm -hmm. if it's me, well, and he may be the way to get a starting point guard. I mean, if you could package Rui with maybe Monte Morris, you may be able to get a starting caliber point guard. So, I mean, it's a, it's a hard question, man, because – Anytime you talk about going to the future, whether it's rebuilding or building around Bill, it's just we we really don't know what their vision is because you know this this team could lose the next seven games and, it, and that changes a lot of people's minds. And you just don't know where Kuzma and KP's heads at. So I would like him to stick around, and we're going to talk about maybe in a potential you know scenario involving an extension. But yeah, I I don't know, man. I, it's tough to really answer that because I don't know where the vision is. If, like I said, if we're going to build around Bill then I'm probably trying to package him in the deal and try to get a point guard because, like, you know, we both said Monte ain't the dude. And Monte, you know, maybe a six-man. But really, do you really want Monte taking away minutes from Jordan Goodwin or DeLon Wright? I don't. So it, he may very well be on the chopping block too. And, you know, you, you know, I don't know how many teams are really looking at Will Barton, but, you know, with that salary he's making, he can also be a, a salary filler in a deal. So, yeah, if, if it, you know, make a long answer cut short. You know, if they're indeed trying to build around Bill, 
then I'm I'm going to package Rui. I'm going to try to get a point guard, man. Yeah, and just looking at Rui's numbers, when he came back from the injury, uh, December 23rd against the Kings, he had 21. The win against Philly, he had 14. The win against Phoenix, he had 30. The win against uh, Orlando, he had 16. The win against the Bucks, he had 26. So, yeah, he's really been playing good ball, man. He, he's really playing his role, um, and that's what he's best at. And like you said, I think ever since he came back from the injury, his trade value is definitely better than, than Jay Crowder. I think that's really disrespectful to the Wizards. Um, I mean, it's really disrespectful to Rui, um, and it's really disrespectful to the organization, too. If you only get Jay Crowder back, um, you would have to get Jay Crowder in a, in a pick back or something or another guy with value. Um, so, yeah, it, it's really up in the air. We just – I don't have a concrete answer yet. The trade deadline is February 9th. So we'll see. They, like I said last night, I feel like they can go on a little run here um, just looking at some of the opponents they play. And if they start winning again, that it does makes it makes Tommy Shepard's job tougher when they start losing. When they were on that ten game losing streak, it was like, okay, yeah, fire sale, just get rid, just get rid of everybody, trade everybody, uh, rebuild. But that five game win streak kind of made things a little weird because you see the potential with this team. You see that they can actually be competitive um, because the bench is when Rui was out. You saw how how important he was when him and Delon were out. Um, we just didn't have a lot of firepower from that from the bench and. Rui came back, and the bench has been a lot better than what it was before. Absolutely. I'm glad that you mentioned that with the potential that we could go on a run because that goes into the next question. But before we move on to the next question, today's episode is brought to you by Built Bar. Looking for a delicious treat but don't want all of that fat and calories? Then you got to try a Built Bar. We just got through the holidays, and I know my goal is to eat a little healthier this year. Yeah. If you know, if you're like me and you want to eat healthier but don't want to compromise taste, then, man, I got just the thing for you. You got to try Built Bar. Built Bar is healthy. Healthy is actually tasty. Seriously, they're so delicious, you won't think they're good for you. Perfect for your New Year's resolution. What makes Built Bar so good? Well, for starters, they're all covered in 100% real chocolate. That's right, real chocolate. And they come in unbelievably good flavors like churro, peanut butter brownie, and coconut almond. I'm not sure how Built does it, but these bars taste like a candy bar while maintaining amazing macros. And what's even better is that they're healthy for you. Only 130 calories and 4 grams of sugar with a whopping 14 grams of protein. So if you are a weightlifter, that is good news for you. And now you don't need to wait around to get a box. For years, we've been talking about ordering your, ordering your Built Bars at Built.com. Now you can get them at a local Walmart or Sam's Club. That's right. Head to your nearest Walmart today. Walk to the pharmacy section and grab yourself a box of Built Bars. You can pick up a four-bar box of cookies and cream, double chocolate, or coconut puffs. If you're close to Sam's Club, run in and grab a 13-bar box with our hit flavors, brownie, batter, and churro. You will thank me later. Build Bar. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match with Indeed. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire. You need Indeed. Definitely try out. So going to the next question, and this is from HB. What's going on, man? And his question kind of goes into that. If we go on a run, and indeed this franchise, particularly Tommy, is looking at maybe re-signing Rui and Kuz, do you think that re-signing Rui and Kuz would be a step in the right direction? Do you? I mean, where's he hit at with that? 
Uh, I would love to keep both because they're both good players. Um, Kuz, there's times where he plays at, at an all-star level. I know he struggled against, against the Bucks yesterday. A lot of people are down on him. If you look at social media, he's getting a lot of flack for last night because he had a bad game. But then the Kings game, he just had 30, he had 32, and then he had a triple-double against the Bucks uh, the other night. I know Giannis didn't play. Uh, but, yeah, it's, it all comes down to Ted Leonsis. What, is, what does he want to do? You know, I know he wants to duck the luxury tax. He wants to stay under that. And if he if he is going to go into a luxury tax, is the team going to be competitive enough? Um, where it's really worth is it really worth to pay these guys for you know potentially a first round exit? Um, you know, so in a perfect world, yes, you would try to keep KP and Kuz, but just coming down to what Kuz is going to want because Kuz is going to want twenty twenty five million dollars. He's playing good ball. I think he's going to make more than twenty million dollars. Just comparing to look at some of the other contracts, you need to look like DeAndre Hunter, Jeremy Grant, what he's going to get. Um, you know, Harrison Barnes, you look at his contract, you look at uh, Bogdanovich and some other guys that got like $18 million. I think Kuzma is just as good or if not better. Look at John Collins. He's making $23 million. Kyle Kuzma's playing better than John Collins this year. So I think John, I think Kuz definitely deserves more than $20 million for sure. So it's like, you know, are you going to pay him that and pay Rui? And looking at Rui, Rui's probably going to make more than, you know, $12, 13000000 million if he plays like this. Um, and then we brought up Porzingis, $30 million. Bill already, you know, $40, $45, 50000000 million per year. So, yeah, it's, it's tough. The Wizards are really in a bind right now. Um, so, I once again, it, it's a tough answer that I just don't have because the situation is so tough because we're just not – we're not a clear-cut winning team. If you're the Warriors, then, of course, I'm going to pay Steph. Of course, I'm going to play uh, – I'm going to pay Clay. Of course, I'm going to pay Draymond. I'm going to pay – all these guys, Jordan Poole, uh, Iguodala, I keep paying him to come back every year, even though he's like 40 years old, um, because we know we're going to be in championship contention every year. But it's, it's different with the Wizards because you're not anywhere near a championship. You're just not a championship contender right now. You're just not. And is it worth it to bring these guys back, uh, paying them at, at this rate um, and knowing that Ted Leonsis is, is an owner that is trying to, you know, not penny pinch, but he's trying to, be very cost effective and, and not going all in. So it's like, yeah, we want to see them pick a sign. Are you going to go all in or are you going to rebuild? And I think Ted Leonsis, he's just trying to like teeter and tiptoe on, you know, what is he going to do? You know, are you going to be cost effective or do you really want to pay guys and go all in? And is it really worth it? And right now I, I don't think it's worth it because they're not championship contenders. They wouldn't be a championship contender with these guys unless, like you said, we do find a, a, a legitimate point guard to make this team better. Yeah, I mean, those are all good points, man. And that's the frustrating part is because you don't know what the long-term vision for this club is, man. You just don't know. And the reluctance of Ted Leonsis going to the luxury tax is is bonkers to me. It's bananas, man, because you have to get into the luxury to really build that foundation to be a contender. You have to. I mean, it it frustrates me because you see the money and the resources going towards his other teams, particularly the Capitals, man. And I just I, I don't understand why he's happy. I don't think it's fair to the fan base to be happy with these first round exits, man. I, I think that every owner, every GM, every coach, every player in the NBA, your vision should be a championship. And that's it. Um, a couple of factors you need to look at also is Gafford, his extension kicks in this year. You know, KP, does he want to come back? You know, do you really pay Kuz and Rui and you don't have KP? Because, I mean, what's the point? You know, you're really just paying two guys. You know, you're going to pay Kuz 25 mil. And presumably 15 mil to Rui just to be a team that if without KP, it's not gonna be as good as it is now. I just I, I don't understand the vision, man. I mean, it's a really hard, like you say, it's a hard question to answer because you know, even if all right, even if the best case scenario for the current players we have now, you know, you got Bradley Bill and the Supermax, 
Yeah, Gaff, his extension kicks in next year. Where I, I believe is around fourteen million for this first year of the extension. Hmm. Um, KP opts in. You know, they don't work out an extension, but he does opt in his player option. Then you re-sign Coos for twenty-five million and Rui for fifteen. Now you, like you said, that team doesn't propel you to the top four. So then you're just drowned in salaries. With you know, I mean, it's just I don't, and and that's why it's a frustrating answer, man. Because or question, because you just don't know what the the vision is. You know, if they are intent again on building around Bill, then you got to ship one of these guys off. You really do. You got to. It's got to be real Yakuz, and it would be really to me. I mean, I, I like both of them, and it, it, it's hard, man, because I am a big fan of both of these guys. I, I really love Kuz's game coming to DC from LA. I really grown to like him. You know, like I said, I wasn't a big fan of him in LA. I just didn't. I just wasn't a big fan. But really, he's really evolved. The injuries, I get it. You know, he's had injury issues every year, and then that, I think that's a factor too. The defense. Especially, what is his long-term fit in the system? You know, because to me, going into year three, West Unsell has to really double down on this system. You know, if, if you're here trying to implement a defensive system, then let's implement it, man. <laughs> it's got to happen because, you know, you got to find the pieces that are going to make this a good defensive team and really just not known to be a defensive guy. So, you know, if, if it's time, it might be time to get some value. And like you said with the previous question, man, if it's me, if I'm the general manager of this team, I'm trying to get a starting point guard. So I'm going to ship Monty out. I'm shipping maybe Rui. But if Kuz does not want to stay, then I'm very comfortable still with him with Rui's. You know, because we have we hold all the cards with him being a restricted free agent. We can match any offers. So, you know, you it really is up to GM to the GM Tommy. You know, really, what is his long term vision for this franchise, man? Mm. Yeah, the only thing is, is who is the point guard that's going to become available? And, you know, would those guys be enough to bring a point guard in? Um, you know, Monte Morris's trade value isn't very high. You know, Will Barton, I think he's a guy that has to be moved as well. Um, you know, Kuz, and then your picks are tied up there. We got protections on the, the pick that we gave to the Knicks. The Knicks have the rights to the, to the pick as well. So, um, you know, Wizards are in a bind because they, they can't really trade picks right now. They can't trade a pick until 2028. Or something like that. So it's hard to because teams right now they want picks. They want picks more than players, and the Wizards just don't have those assets. You look at Rudy Gobert, what he got traded for. You look at what Donovan Mitchell, what he got traded for. All those picks, and the Wizards just don't have that right now. So, and you got to think about who who would really be available. I would love Shea Gilgis, but I don't think he's going to request a trade. Of course, there's rumblings about Trey Young. Um, we'll see if he requests a trade. You know, because he wasn't getting along with the team and Nate McMillan and the coach and all that. So, um, reportedly, so. Um, but yeah, if I had to keep one of the other, yeah, I probably would keep Kuz because he can do more. You know, he's a better passer, he's a better rebounder, he's more consistent. Um, you know, he's had big games. Ruiz had some big games too, but we've seen Kuz more consistently. Last year, he led the team and rebounds and was clutch as well. Um, so if I had to pick one of the two, it, it, it's tough. But yeah, I probably will roll with Kuz right now. It's funny you brought up Trey Young's situation in Atlanta, man, because I mean. Star power, yeah, that would put people in the seats. But I mean, the team would be worse defensively. I mean, he's just a non-factor defensively. I mean, he's not, he's not even there, man. So, but I mean, if there's issues in Atlanta, man, because they're they're sliding a little bit, would you go mm -hmm. get uh, Murray? Because Murray's Jonte. not, yeah, because he's not looking good at the two spot, man. He's a natural point guard, and it's hard really playing two points together. You know, he's a guy who he proved in San Antonio that he got better every year, and he can be a floor general. So. That may be an option, you know. Mm -hmm. Who knows? So, yeah, we just need somebody to be upset and disgruntled and want to be traded. Um, 
I, you know, we don't know who, who would be next. DeJounte, I wouldn't mind DeJounte. I wouldn't mind Trey Young either. I think the Wizards just need talent. Um, they could definitely use that. Um, I know defensively people bought up – a lot of people didn't want Donovan Mitchell last year because they were talking about how bad defensively he was and how short he was. Look at him. He goes out there and scores 7-1 points. The yeah, other they night. want him now. So, yeah, no. So <laughs> I, I wouldn't stick my nose up with talent. You know, people didn't want Kyrie last year. And I, Kyrie might not have worked out here, but look at look at the Nets now. They, they're they on a one-inch streak right now. They're looking good. This is the best the Nets have looked. So um, it will be an interesting offseason. There's a lot of decisions to make before the trade deadline. So Tommy, yeah, he, he's, got a, he's got a lot of decisions he's got to make. Absolutely. So before we move on to the next question, it's talking about the GM position. Um, Ed's got an ad from LinkedIn. And this episode is brought to you by LinkedIn. As a small business owner or hiring manager, you know that success in 2023 all depends on the team members you surround yourself with. That's why you have to check out LinkedIn Jobs. With LinkedIn Jobs, you can hire qualified candidates more efficiently by matching open roles with people who have the skills, values, and experiences to help you achieve your goals. LinkedIn Jobs helps you quickly attract qualified candidates to your open jobs with targeting tools. They go beyond resume data by using insights from your job post company and their 875 million member profiles to put your post in front of the most qualified candidates. Identify the most qualified candidates on LinkedIn Jobs and connect with them fast and for free. LinkedIn Jobs makes it easy to screen and rate applicants based on your job qualifications all on one platform. It's why small businesses rate LinkedIn Jobs number one in delivering quality hires versus leading competitors. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the qualified candidates you want to talk to faster. Post your jobs for free at LinkedIn.com slash LockedOnNBA. That's LinkedIn.com slash LockedOnNBA to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. The NBA playoffs are right around the corner, and Locked On NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late-season drama. Every Monday, Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league, helping to break down the NBA playoffs. Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up to date. Locked On NBA, available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, Brandon, we got one more question um, to knock out, and then we got more questions for tomorrow. We'll do a preview. What's the last question you got? Yes, sir. This is, gonna, this is actually a good one, man. Um, no, they're all good. <laughs> <I'm> <laughs> yeah, like, I was going to say. <laughs> <laughs> I had to catch myself, man. <laughs> no, I mean, for real, though, you, you guys provide a lot of good questions, man. And that's why, with the, you know, when we do the, the forums at the end of videos, man, it's, it's hard because you want to answer them all. So we, you guys have been providing a lot of good questions, man. Um, this question is from Merle Garrett. How you doing, man? His question is, should Ted Leonsis look at maybe – getting Bob Myers for the general manager position from Golden State to D.C., considering, and I know that's a, that's a tough question because I, I don't see them really getting letting him go, but I think this kind of goes into a deeper question here. Um, and I'm going to change it up real quick. Should the Golden State Warriors and the work that Bob Myers has done from building the inside out be the blueprint for the Washington Wizards? And what me saying that is drafting talent, developing talent, that talent, and then going to the luxury or really paying all those guys. Because if you look at Golden State, they drafted Stephon, or Stephen Curry, um, Clay Thompson, you know, Draymond Green was second round pick. And then when it was time to make that step to contending or challenging for a playoff spot, they had those key acquisitions, whether it was Eagle Dollar, whether it was Kevin Durant. So to you, um, should Golden State be that blueprint for the Washington Wizards going forward? 100%. Everybody wants to, you know, win that way, especially building through the draft is the way to go. 
um, especially for teams with in smaller markets like like DC. You know, even though DC really should be a bigger market, it's a big city. It's the nation's capital. Um, you know, it's a, it's a historical city. So it's it's really unfortunate that DC really is a small market now for sports. Um, same thing with the Commanders. It's, it's really unfortunate because it's it's, just, it's a rich city with rich history. Um, but for teams like us, we're we're not a free agent destination. We're not going to get a big fish uh, through free agency. Um, you know, trades we do make trades, but they're okay trades. Porzingis trade was a good trade. Um, you know, we traded away Russell Westbrook for John Wall, and you know that trade kind of made an even uh, ending where we, you know, we got rid of salaries, but it didn't make the team any much better, to be honest with you. Um, so yeah, we're just not going to make big splashes like you know the Lakers or, um, like you said, Golden State now is a big market. Um, you gotta you gotta build through the draft, and you gotta hit on your draft picks. And they hit on Steph, they hit on Clay, they hit on Draymond in the second round. Um, they've hit, they've hit on guys, and you know we just we haven't really been able to do that. You know we hit on John Wall and Bradley Bill, that didn't work. You know got to the second round, that was our ceiling. Uh, but they got a generational guy in Steph Curry, and they got a they got a one of the best three point shooters in the in the history of the NBA, and Clay Thompson as well. Um, so they they just knocked the draft out of the park. And when you hit on the second round pick, a guy, a glue guy like Draymond who fits, um, yeah, I mean their GM has done a heck of a job. And then you got guys like Kevin Durant who see that, who really had an opportunity to come to DC when John Wall and Bradley Bill were balling, but he decided to join. If you can't beat him, join him type of situation. Um, that's what he did. But yes, uh, the the Warriors are the blueprint for everybody. You want to build through the draft. You look at the Bucks. They hit on Giannis. They hit on Middleton. So they're, you know, they're a championship contender. Uh, the Sixers had to trust the process. They tanked a couple years, and they got Joel Embiid. He's a, he's a, he's a one of the best big men. He is arguably the best big man in the league right now. Um, just looking at other contenders right now. Um, I mean, the Nets. They built their team through trades, uh, but for the most part, you look around the league. It, it's kind of through the drafts. So I, I kind of want to look at the teams. We're at the top of the league right now, just real quick in the standings. But yeah, like like I said, the Bucks, uh, they drafted Giannis. Uh, he was a late round pick, so that, I'm not gonna say they got lucky, but yeah, it's that doesn't happen a lot. Uh, Boston, Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown, they drafted both those guys, and they're championship contenders. Um, Cleveland, Evan Mobley, um, they drafted him. Darius Garland. Um, so yeah, that's where your foundation starts. You start at Dallas um, or Jokic, Denver drafting Jokic in the second round. You just look at it. Michael Porter Jr. He's he was he's been a good draft. But Jamal Murray, they're number one in the Western Conference. Their best players are their draft picks. So John Morant with Memphis, their best player. Um, a big reason why Dylan Brooks, Jaron Jackson. So the list goes on and on. Uh, the Pelicans are the third seed. Zion Williamson, he's a big reason why. Uh, but you can say too, like Brandon Ingram on that team. He hasn't played much. They traded for him. So yes, it goes both ways. But it has to start with a draft. You got to get a. Uh, you have to get a number one. Your number one guy. Your number two guy has to be built from the draft. And when the Wizards were at their at their best, it was through the guys that they drafted. So yes, uh, the Warriors definitely set the blueprint with their draft picks for sure. Absolutely, they are absolutely the blueprint. You have to have a foundation, a young foundation to build upon and develop. You know, it, it is often said that a house built man will not stand, man, and and that, that's it. You have to have a young foundation to build upon. You know, Stephen Curry. If you look at him, he he had his injury issues early on, a lot of an- ankle injuries. You know, they developed him. And not, you know, I mean, he wasn't a complete package. You know, he can you know, he was always a shooter going back to Davidson. And I mean, it's in the blood, man. If you look at his dad and his brother, man, they're just shooters. But, you know, they developed him. Clay, you know, he, he coming out of Washington State, he wasn't a complete package. They developed him. Draymond, second round pick. You know, we don't value second round picks. I mean, we barely have any respect <laughs> for first round picks. You know, it's just, 
it has to get better with drafting, man. The drafting goes way back. You know, we keep talking about our draft picks we missed on Kwame Brown. And, you know, talk about Kwame a little bit, man. I feel like Kwame wasn't developed. I don't think Kwame was a bad pick. I think he wasn't developed. I think, you know, he came into a team with MJ where, he, you know, there was no room for developing players. You know, he was trying to mold us into a playoff team, and it just wasn't happening, man. Um, but you got your Jan Vesleys, you know, your Singletons. You know, it's just the list goes on. We, you know, you have to draft for your system. You can't draft for best player available. You know, you can get away with that in football. Football, you can get away with that. You know, you can get a guy who's an athlete in the draft and, you know, you go from there. But you can't do that in basketball. You got to you gotta draft these guys to fit a system. And if you, if you really want to make this a defensive-minded team, then you have to draft guys who can defend. And if you look at the last four draft picks, you know, the only one that really can defend at a high level is Denny. That's it. I mean, Johnny Davis has shown at Wisconsin that he could defend. But, I mean – Defense ain't really his problem right now, so he's not even thinking about that. But it, it, we have to have a foundation. So you mentioned a lot of good teams. Um, Cleveland's another one. You know, you build from the inside up. You draft, you develop, and then when it's time to compete, then you get those moves. You know, if you look at Cleveland, you brought it up. Donovan Mitchell was that move. You know, Golden State, KD or Eagle Dollar was that move to push him over the top, that veteran presence. You know, we, we got to stop trying to mold teams on the go by combining young assets with veterans with you know when roles aren't really defined and there's really no room for growth because a lot of these young guys we put them in the fire early on and they've to a certain degree they've responded well i mean you see growth from every one of them except for johnny davis obviously but you know you do see growth now you do want more from denny as far as his shot but in this yeah that has to be the blueprint and it's just like you said you know (laughs) before we roll man it's, it's difficult man because you just don't know what the vision is, you know, if we're talking about a rebuild, then this is a conversation we need to have because we, we, we know where to start, but if we're going to build around build, that's a hard question, man. So, but it's a good question, man. We definitely appreciate everybody's questions. Um, we're going to be doing another mailbag. So definitely shoot us your best questions. So mm-hmm. yeah, one last thing I'll say, yeah, sometimes going best player available, it is the best option. Cause you know, if you look at this draft, I think Jalen Duran was probably the best player available at that spot. But of course, like you said, fit, you know, we already had Gav, we had Porzingis. But you can use a stronger big down there because we've been getting torched in the paint, and I think he definitely could have helped with that. Um, or you look at Halliburton two years ago. You know, we drafted Denny, who's a good player, but you know, I think at that time Halliburton was the best player available. But a lot, a lot of teams missed on him too, Tyrese Maxey too. Um, so yeah, it, it's a weird science with the draft this year. There's just so much talent. So this year, I would just get best player available. Honestly, um, the most talented player, I would just go ahead and get him. Yeah, and I get that. The flip side of the coin, I get that with the, the argument about best player. But I, I get that. You know, man, can you imagine? I'm going to paint this picture for you. Halliburton starting at the point, built two guard with, the, uh, with Duran at center. That's an athletic team, man. I mean, I, I was big on Duran at Memphis, man. I think, you know, he was a good pick. But, you know, before we roll, um, like I said, definitely appreciate everybody's feedback, questions, man. Um, definitely send them. We're going to do much more mailbag episodes. So thank you for making Lockdown Wizards your first listen today. Now make your second listen. Game to game, Eastern Conference. Every moment, every top performance, every result. Locked On Game to Game covers every game from across the Eastern Conference and the NBA with local analysis that only Locked On can deliver. Follow Game to Game on Locked On Eastern Conference and NBA available on Odyssey app, YouTube, and wherever you get podcasts. We are really close to 3,000 subscribers on YouTube, y'all. So definitely show some love, like, subscribe, and definitely comment below. Twitter and Instagram, me and my dude, the real Ed Oliver. We chop it on with game days, and we always talk about 
any kind of news when it comes to Wizards or even the NBA and the NFL. So definitely holler at us. And again, appreciate everybody's time today. Hope everybody have a blessed rest of the day and peace. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.